Hello and welcome to the Disney Doodah Podcast. I am Brad from Wicked Mouse Travel, and I am joined as always by my brother and lifelong Disney Parks fan, John. Say hi, John. We are a bi-weekly podcast exploring all things Disney vacations from the Seven Seas Lagoon to Sailing the High Seas. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Today, we're going to be taking a look into the good, bad, and ugly news coming out of Walt Disney World Attractions. Um, of course, with the strange string of closures and ride malfunctions, anywhere up to the newest ride, Mickey Minnie's uh, Runaway Railway. So without further ado, let's start with Runaway Railway. John, do you see that? Uh, that just opened up over there in Hollywood Studios in the, uh, the old Chinese theater. Yeah, I uh, took the place of the great movie ride, which spoken Sad. of a few episodes ago. So yeah, it. it just opened on the 4th. Um, so uh, one cool thing I did see about it is uh, it's the first Mickey Mouse themed ride through attraction. Uh, oh, that yeah. has been at any Disney theme park, so it's a pretty big thing for Mickey. Yeah, I'm super excited. I love Mickey Mouse. It actually, I, I got to, I wasn't there. I got to see a good ride through of it though, and it, it does look pretty cool. I mean, it they kind of are going along the same route that they have been in Galaxy's Edge, where, and again with most Disney rides, but more so now, where the the queue itself is part of the ride. We're not going to try to give away too many spoilers here, but one of my favorite parts was right in the beginning, you're, you're kind of watching a, an old-timey Mickey Mouse cartoon, and if you've ever been to Enchanted Tales with Belle in the Magic Kingdom, and <clears throat> the wall that's actually displaying something opens up and you walk through it, one of those type of little magics happen, and you actually are watching the screen. Something happens on screen, and suddenly there's a hole for the whole crowd to walk through to continue the queue. You basically walk into the cartoon and that's where the whole thing starts i i love that thought yeah that's that pretty cool so like the the whole aspect of it is that you're becoming part of the show uh which is again like you said even with um uh the star wars rides that they're adding and pretty much any new attractions that they're doing they're trying to bring that aspect to, to being bring something new to the parks uh which is becoming part of something rather than just enjoying a ride yeah they're really they're really putting you in that mickey mouse short um again we're trying not to give away too many spoilers about this ride so we're just going to go over kind of what it is um it's a slow moving ride and it it's using a lot of the same technology of rise of the resistance that we covered so it has the same type of cars that are allowing the your ride vehicle to move around in three-dimensional space on the floor. So you're not so much following a guided track or a tram like you would be on some of the older Disney rides, um, like your Haunted Mansion uh, and your Omnimover type of situation. But it's more of that trackless ride system. So as you're going through on the Runaway Railway, you're, you're following a pathway, and then you, you can get to rooms within the within the ride that allow the individual ride vehicles to operate independent of each other and kind of play off of each other and that's that's actually kind of some of the newer technology they're working with and it's it's good to see them embracing it not just only with rise of the resistance but also moving forward and like they're see, they're seeming to bring that new higher tech to all their newer disney rides which that's exciting yeah, hopefully soon they'll do that to, uh, I don't know, something in Tomorrowland that we've been hoping comes back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Finally get rid of Stitch and bring that alien back would be super nice. Yeah, it would. Um, 
bringing Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, all of them to life was actually uh, it's very reminiscent of the the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So I know if everyone's worried like how you're going to be in the in the cartoon, how are they going to be bringing these characters to life? Like I said, they're like they're very iconic characters. So you're not just going to be looking at still shots. Uh, if you remember, if you've ever been on um, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Like you did, like they have like the, the dwarves, and they've done it in other rides too. But that's the one where it's most obvious for me, anyway. Is they kind of have the bodies all there, but on the head, it's kind of you can you can tell a little that the head is more of a projector screen, the entire three dimensional head, and inside the head to ruin the magic for you guys, they're they're projecting the image, so it actually shows up and. In real time, Mickey, Minnie, that in the in the Fab Five, they can actually talk, and as the animatronic moves, their facial expressions and their mouths move exactly the way you want to, and it's not that jerky motion that we're used to seeing with mouths moving when it's a robot. And the entire face is projected, so you can get that same fluid motion you would on a cartoon, but in real life. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing I did notice here. Um, they're they're doing a new technology called two and a half D, yeah. Uh, because it's it's basically three D without using three D glasses. So they're doing depth perception within the ride itself without the use of three D glasses. So they're calling it a new technology, which is two and a half D. So it's really cool because you don't have to worry about the glasses. You just go in, and it feels a little more immersive because you're not wearing the stupid three D glasses. Yeah, and like, it's really cool because as you're, I mean, if you can, you can go watch the ride POV videos if you want. It's super cool as you're going through the ride, like all of the the scenery and the, the the wall. It looks like those old animation cells. Like you are like no matter where you look, where it's painted, where there's there's backgrounds, it is painted in that quintessential Disney cartoon look. You know, it's got very bright colors, like curvy lines, very few like jagged edges. It's it's and very surreal. It's almost like you're stepping into a like a painting, just how vibrant color and everything. And it's and each room brings a different different theme and a different section. They, the ride really flows nicely. Again, we're trying not to give too much away, but it's it's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So it really, and and you said it's like a painting. More, uh, I guess the whole point of it is you're walking into that movie theater screen, um, right into that, um, right into that experience. The um, yeah, the mm-hmm. cartoon. Um, another cool tidbit I found also is this is the ride that has the most hidden Mickey's in any other ride that's ever been in existence. Yes. Including they've even retrofitted the queue. Um, it was the great movie ride. So it did have a pretty big extensive queue that could handle hours and hours of people. We'll get to that in a minute, but they've even retrofitted the, the queue area to be more runaway railway themed. And there is even hidden Mickey's throughout there as well. Little uh, heads up if you're in there. One of the ones that you like, that I think is pretty elegant. It's not just the typical three circles. If you look up in one of the hanging, I guess, chandelier light fixtures, in the little filigree swirls around the outside, it's all like a gold swirl around the outside. Mickey's whole head is actually kind of like built into the gold swirls, like from nose to ears to eyes, all of it. It's a side profile. That's one of my favorite hidden Mickeys that I've seen on the footage and that one kind of stuck out just because it's not the typical three circles Mickey that you're going to see, mm-hmm. you know, in, in clouds and bubbles and hills and in architecture, you'll see the three circles, the head and ears. This one was like the full Mickey. And I, I don't know. Those are the, 
the more detailed hidden Mickeys are the ones that really get me excited. Yeah, but with this one, it's going to take people a long time to find all of them. Well, yeah, I mean, it's going to take many, many, many ride-throughs. Yeah. And that is going to take a long time. Why would it take a very long time to go through so many ride-throughs of this, this attraction, John? Um, because the wait time is like, in the same, like 400 minutes. The wait time went as up, up to around five hours. So this is the ugly. Again, with good, bad, and the ugly, this is the ugly. When it opened up, the the ride's wait time soared to over five hours. And so just here's a question, John. You want to ride this ride, right? Oh, absolutely. You want to ride this ride with a five-hour wait, right? Heck no. (laughs) See, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. I want to ride it so bad that I don't know. Maybe I'll hop in the ride. Maybe they'll start flying them through. I'll get my boarding pass my virtual queue boarding pass for rise of the resistance hop and just wait in line and runaway railway and hopefully get both of them done in the same day maybe that's all i'll get done in the same day but no i don't know i'm such a huge mickey fan i don't i mean i I mean i like mickey too but like even with um the avatar which i haven't seen yet either and with the star wars stuff um this any new rides if I wait until one, all the bugs are worked out. Two, all the lines have gone down. I'd rather wait until everything's calmed down and then go into it. Um, because you know with that five hour wait time, all the other rides near there, there's no line. Well just imagine the other parks. Oh yeah, there's no line because it, as soon as something new opens, everybody flocks in there, like Toy Story Land. Oh yeah. Every everybody flocks there and then it leaves all the other attractions open. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah, you'd be walking on Big Thunder Mountain while everyone Magic Kingdom while everyone's waiting in line oh, yeah. to get into Runaway Railway. And yeah, you'd be sending me pictures because I'd be waiting in line at Runaway Railway. Nope. I I'd wait I I would probably wait a year. Until I actually go ride it, because I'd wait for everything to be done, everybody's all the excitement, everything to calm down. I absolutely do want to ride it. It's like one of my to-do things, but I can wait. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I mean, like I said, the it was up to five hours. It did come down into like the the high four, no three hour mark, but it didn't come down down. Uh, so yeah take that with a grain of salt if you're going to hollywood studios and you do want to ride mickey's runaway railway understand you know either rope drop it run from the the park entrance right there get first in line maybe maybe you'll be the first ones through and it'll be like a 10 minute wait maybe you'll be the last one in and it'll be a five hour i don't know but i'd be running i'd be i'd be first in line and i'd probably be running um, so that's the good and the ugly. What bad is going on over it? Like, <clears throat> excuse well, me. Like we have to say, well, <laughs> if actually, you're having your finger on the pulse of Walt Disney World right now. Before we get to that, um, oh. there's a couple more things I wanted to say about the railway. Oh, First, sure, sure. It looks like fast pass is available immediately. Yeah, that's actually, yeah. So that would that be up. the one thing that I would probably, if, if the fast pass, if I can get in there maybe an hour with the fast pass, I'm I'll, I'd do it. Um, so fast pass is available. It started on day one. I think the the good reason there is because they were retrofitting an old ride queue and an old ride housing. Yeah, it was so, already there. 
like I mentioned earlier, the the great movie ride had a queue large enough to accommodate hours and hours of people. If you had gone in there when it was great movie ride, you were looked around, you walked into the ride, you were like, why the heck is there so much space in here? Well, now they're using the space, but back then, I mean, there was that room could accommodate a lot of people. So, and it also had a secondary fast pass line already installed. So, like the infrastructure was there to to just kind of hit the ground running on day one. So that's a good thing. Um, but I'm just happy that there's no virtual queue like Rise of the Resistance because so many guests, so many guests are not not pleased about the the b- almost bum rush when you first get into Hollywood studios yeah. and just all the extra rigmarole we talked about in the star Wars episode about getting up early, getting yourself to the parks. You got to kind of decide which transportation you want to use because Disney transportation is not really the most reliable or available at that time in the morning. So the fact that you can just kind of plan ahead of time, know what your fast passes are. If you have a fast pass runaway railway, great. You show up on time to get in and out. So that's, like you said, that's phenomenal seeing right out the gate. Yeah, nice cover on the one-way railway. <clears throat> yeah, you heard that? <laughs> um, the other I thing... I a frog in my throat. I'm like, I'm like Tiana over here in, in Prince Naveen. I got this... I might be turning into a frog. And you, you said my puns last time were bad. Uh, <laughs> the Disney puns are strong. With this one. Yes. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is that pretty much all of the original voice act, well, not original voice act, current voice actors are returning for um, this installment as well, which it does happen most of the time. But obviously, there are some recastings uh, that do happen over time. Uh, so you do have your Bill Farmer, who's been goofy for who God knows how long. Uh, Jim Cummings <laughs> I again. Think, I don't think anyone could do goofy yeah. as well. Yeah, you have Jim Cummings, who's Pete, but he's also been doing Winnie the Pooh and Tigger for God knows who. Oh, God. Yeah, Cummings has been in in around Disney voicing. Yeah, for, absolutely. If, if there's a beloved cat, like Tigger, if there's a Tigger, beloved Pooh. if there's a beloved character or a movie or a TV show that you it's know, him. guaranteed his voice is somewhere in there. And you, I mean Pete, you got you love to hate Pete. I love Pete. I do too. And then you got Rusty Taylor, uh, rest in peace. Uh, one of her last appearances, I assume, because this had to have been recorded way prior to it being released. So yeah. Rusty Taylor, she recently did just pass away. So she's Minnie Huey Dewey Louie. So uh, you get she's going to live on in infamy at, at Disney World until they get rid of the ride. So uh, they got her in there. Yeah, Minnie Mouse's voice was was super iconic. So, I mean, moving forward, it's yep. it's going to be. It's going to be strange to see. I mean, Mickey's voice did change when the actor changed a little. He's his voice isn't the same as it always. It's close, so you yeah. Know, I mean, that could probably depending on how the guy who plays Mickey now can do his voice, he might end up taking over for Minnie because they're very similar. So yeah, I know they just had such good chemistry those mm-hmm. two, and uh, yeah, Minnie's voice. It's it's oh yeah, like I said we kind of grew up with it. She's always been Minnie. So. Yeah, she's the original Minnie. So she yeah. and Bill Farmer might be the original Goofy. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. He might but, be. Yeah. Right. And Jim Cummings, the original Pete, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. Don't quote me on that. Fun fact about Goofy. Um, the actual that that yell he does when he when he falls off. A yeah, that actually has a name. Really? It's called I think it's called a Goofy Holler. Correct me if I'm wrong, everybody, but I believe it's called the Goofy Holler. It didn't originally have 
a name to it, but now like, uh, I, I did some research on this for something else completely unrelated and found out that like if you look back at certain media and stuff, especially like video games that have Goofy in it, the sound file is even called Goofy Holler, and that's like H-O-L-L-E-R. Like that actually is like a, a trademarked noise now that he does. <laughs> well, it's probably written and, in scripts similar to now we can actually talk about it with this podcast as Homer, uh, because the Simpsons are now owned by Disney. But Homer's dope is listed as disgruntled uh, grunt, I believe, in the script. Not the uh, the word don't. So, I mean, they, they have their signature sounds that they make and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Goofy's holler is definitely like that's iconic. Um, oh, I love that. So good thing I didn't say I said don't quote me on that because he's not the original voice of Goofy. Oh, some other guy was in the classic, but he was probably older. Uh, so he's been Bill Farmer has been Goofy for a very, very long time. OK, so. OK. Good. CYA on that one, John. Um, so, like I said, we still have to cover the bad end of Walt Disney World attractions. Nobody and likes recent, to talk about the bad. Recently, there's been enough to talk about. So, And I'm talking as recently as February 27th. This whole string of weirdness happened. So I'm sure anyone who's got their finger on the pulse, understanding what's going not even on the pulse, or just like anywhere near the Walt Disney World radar, knows... February 27th, that fateful day, right around 12.30 p.m., the Jungle Cruise is the scene here. Let me paint the picture. You're on the boat, Bomakandi Bertha, if I pronounce that correctly. You know, you're, you're riding through. Your skipper just, you know, they told you to keep your arms, legs, and everything inside the ride, inside the boat, and that if, you know, you're not careful, they'll be your, you'll be your swim instructor as well. You've seen the backside of water, and then suddenly you're seeing a little bit more water, right, John? Yeah, so um, you're seeing the backside of water, you're seeing the front side of water, and you're just seeing water. they now need to uh, put run on the boat. You will get wet on this ride. So yeah, we're, we're kind of beating around the uh, the Jungle Cruise bush, but the Bomacondi Bertha took on a substantial amount of water and partially sunk. <laughs> to the point where a decent number of guests got wet from the waist down. And please they tell me you've to, seen the, the picture. Oh, I've seen a bunch of pictures. It, I, it was like people climbing up on the side on, because they yeah, don't like to get wet. Like, are you serious? <laughs> they're like hanging off the back. And, on and the then sides. there's just one photogenic guy hanging off the back, sitting on the back, just staring at the camera. Yeah, just smiling. I, he had to yeah. have known that somebody was taking a picture. He's oh, like, hey, I got a smile. So typically, I'm not sure if you know this, but typically when a water ride does go down, they they, it's, they do their best to get you near the, the dock. But the Jungle Cruise actually has a little more water than usual. But typically, like if you're small world and stuff, that's it's not very deep at all. And they actually have these like rubber boots that they'll bring out for the guests <clears throat> to put on and walk to the edge to the on you know, the, the onstage side and get on out of there. But with this one, they kind of had to offload guests from the boat. They tried to just hop them over to the actual, like, vegetation edge of the water because they were not near enough to the dock. So they had to offload these poor people, like, into, like, kind of, like, grassy plant-filled woods area, 
which aren't really woods, but they're they're not comfortable to walk through, and then kind of like meander their way back. So that's always fun. And then I mean, press release from Disney said they worked individually with the guests to make sure they had a magical day, and I'm sure they did. I'm sure there was a lot of concessions made. <laughs> and I just I just can't I could not imagine being on the boat. Man. What do I? Do? I guess like there's a I guess the the land is like three feet to my right. I guess I could jump that far, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, is that really like what it's come to? But apparently, um, also to note, I'm not sure if you knew this, but that boat was one of the two that had wheelchair accessibility. <laughs> so, oh, no. just just a heads up. I'm not sure if that boat is back in circulation yet. I didn't see it. They got the whole ride up and running fairly quickly. They just had to tow that guy out of there. Um, but look into it, ask some cast members if you're there, if you have special needs, um, wheelchair or mobility issues, <clears throat> speak to a cast member just because your weight might be a little longer than average that you're used to, just because they're they, at the time of the incident, they were down to one boat that had the wheelchair and um, mobility issue accessibility. So I know we're making jokes, but all seriousness, if you have those issues, uh, you know, check with, your your travel agent or check with a cast member and see if they can't get some information for you about any any concessions you might have to make or any any pre-planning you might have to do going into that ride to make sure you have the best time um i guess um did you hear about the, the most previous sinking there this isn't the first time yeah yeah i was i was gonna say that but you beat me to it uh last time in 2004 is when um i and Really quick, I didn't realize that each one had a different name. Oh yeah, they but, all have their own names, yeah. and they're all um, they're all what is it, alliteration? Yeah, all, so yeah. yeah, they have the first initials the same. Um, so back in two thousand four, the San Kuru Sadie sank after taking too much water. It was returned to service, and this one is the Bamakandi Bertha. So Bertha, Bertha, yeah, in essential, but it um, it, it did. It was only it's only been two since the ride opened, so it's 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 pretty good. Uh, pretty good odds that you're not going to sink. Um, but um, th- this yeah, one's sixteen years between incidents. You know, that's that's still a good. Uh, if I was going to hang my hat on something, say we've had sixteen years before between when our boats took on yeah. water. <laughs> that's a. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Now, I'll, I'll take those odds. Now, real quick, going back to last week's or last episode, not last week's episode, last episode, um, with the wait oh, times. Yeah. Uh, so kind of touched call, on this, didn't yes, we? Yes, we did, because it was in Adventureland. 105 minutes, interruption. So, no, I would have left the ride line. You're, okay, so... Absolutely, I would have left the ride wait, line. You're not nope. waiting 105 to get on? But what was really cool, because I am I was reading an article about it, uh, you actually sent it to me last week, um, uh, to, to read about it beforehand, just say, hey, look at this. Um, yeah, when it when it first happened. Yeah, um, it, not just crew members, but people waiting in line went over and helped these people off the boat. Yeah, yeah, it's that's just a, a, showing humanity right there. I mean, yeah, just they left the, the line to go help them. So, especially John, those those people. What cast members? What did I say? Crew members? You did. And, Close. Enough. I mean. But yeah, cast. Uh, there's gonna be a members. there's gonna be a, a uh, mouse knocking on your door tomorrow, and he's gonna he's not gonna be happy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Anyway, <laughs> um. So yeah, that I don't. It did go to show 
that there's no such thing as bad publicity because even when that ride got back up and running, those wait times were astronomical. Even when it was running with just one boat down, it was running and fully operational at that point. It had like record high wait times just because, like I said, no publicity is bad. But everyone was like, oh, Jungle Cruise, we haven't ridden that yet. And they must have just flocked there in droves. That's a good time. If you were there, that would be a good time to hit up Peter Pan. Let me tell you, that, that ride always has a long way. No, not Peter uh, Pan. The magic carpet ride. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to make sure you get on those carpets because ooh, you don't want to wait five minutes. I mean, <laughs> you don't want your, you want your Dole Whip to melt. Um, very next day, very next day, on the 28th, ha- across the park, in Tomorrowland, there was another incident. It was literally the next day? I didn't see that. Yes, it was February 28th. It's supposed to be a leap year thing, but going into the leap year on the 28th, the day before the 29th, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover suffered a catastrophic incident in which, and I, we will make jokes. People, it looks like people did get injured. There had to be some, you know, medical intervention. And I'm just going to disclaimer here. We will be making some, some light of the situation just because of the wording and the headlines used by not only Disney, but, but local news media. I read, that the Tomorrow and Transit Authority people mover train slammed into <laughs> slammed into another train. Uh. John, can you imagine those cars slamming into anything? Um, no, because I happen to know the top speed of these things. Hit me with it. What top speed breakneck? And, how fast are these guys? And go? again, we're we're sorry that we are making light of this, but it's, it's not necessarily the people that are injured. And we feel bad for the people that got injured. It's the wording that the news is giving this is hyperbolic wording. They're they're like, it slammed in and it goes seven miles an hour. Top speed. (laughs) That's not even the, the average speed. That's the top speed. It can only go up to seven miles an hour. And yeah, I mean, grain of salt, if the other one's not moving, seven mile an hour from from seven to zero is a pretty substantial deceleration. So, I mean, the human body is not supposed to be going seven mile an hour zero. You know, yeah. it's not supposed to be no. completely stopping in general. So, yes, that can jar you. That can cause like, some some good spinal and cervical issues in your in your neck and back. So, our hearts go out to those who were injured. We did hear there were some. Yeah, there's there's definitely some. Uh, unfortunately, there's some lawsuits. Yeah, there's definitely whiplash or spinal injuries. It, it is, it, like you said, a, a substantial stop, even though it is seven miles an hour. It's just the wording that the, the news outlets are like, oh, my slammed in it. No, it, it hit the other vehicle. Um, but obviously, yes. depending on your medical conditions that you have and um, – yeah, that could mess you if up. If it was already, I, I believe it was already stopped. The other one, so if the first one hits it, you're you're jolting because yeah. even though it is seven miles an hour, it's still a, a speed that's going to jolt the car in front of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, especially I'm um, you know it's thinking about. I didn't think about that either. Thinking like the sudden deceleration of the one that hit the other, also. The, the person behind the, the car, the car um, in front, yeah, the ones in the back, they could brace for it. The ones come, 
I, you could imagine there were some guests who didn't even see it coming. You know, just all of a sudden they're just being lurched forward. So that's yeah, that's also got to be. If you think about it, you you know, at those small little amusement parks that you go to, you know, those uh, the drivable cars. Oh, um, the bumper cars. Oh, not, no, goodness. not bumper cars. The ones where you draw, where you can have a little kid drive the car, but it has like the bumper rails on the side, but they have to hit the gas. It only goes like four whoa, miles whoa, an whoa, hour. Whoa, 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 whoa! You know they say there's signs everywhere, John. It says "Do not bump." Yes, but what I'm trying to get at is, um, <laughs> are you bumping little kids, John? No, no. You're slamming right at the when back my of the driving it. No, what is no. wrong with you? It's like one of those, like when you're the car ahead, if somebody's not paying attention, they hit you. It, it's even though it's only going a mile or yeah, two miles an hour, it, you don't expect it, especially when you don't expect it. Your body tenses up and that causes more damage. So, it does, yep. <clears throat> so also good news on that. They did get it fixed same day, much like the Jungle Cruise. It was up and running same day, got guests back on board. And that brings us to a ride that went down and was not fixed the same day nope and this it wasn't the 29th but it was fairly close there were 999 very unhappy haunts on (laughs) (laughs) on the haunted mansion on um i think it was march 4th it started on the morning of march 4th so right in the morning uh no there's no yeah there's no uh, from what i've seen yet there's no official word from disney themselves but from what I was able to uh, piece together was the the ride vehicle, if you've ever been on Haunted Mansion, towards the end when you're leaving the mansion, descending into the graveyard, it's not scary. As if you haven't been on it, it's not scary. It's all fun. Uh, speak for but yourself. You're, just, you're descending into a graveyard, and it's a pretty steep descent. So the ride vehicle, it's it's an omnimover, so it's a clamshell shape like like the little mermaid under the seas one with Ariel. Um, Darling, it's better where it gets wetter. Under the sea. So the ride vehicle is intended to spin on its on its bottom. So that way when you're descending, your back is down and you're basically just reclining into your seat looking up at the sky. Yeah, it's just as, like uh, the Epcot ball. Yeah, like Spaceship Earth on your yeah, way down. Yeah, it does that too, yeah. You're, you're coming down backwards. Mm-hmm. So what I've seen and read is that the ride vehicle was not doing that crucial oh. <laughs> turn. Was not doing that crucial turn right before it descended. So can you imagine like going ter- going down like going down face first <laughs> and just hoping to God that that because I mean like what you just got to hang on to something. Well, I mean I the little foot thing comes up. That's but that's it. Like, yeah, that I, th- I think it's just a thing. Like it, it doesn't click into spot. So uh, there's no lap bar, and there's no like you know like on like those. Oh yeah, that's gotta be terrifying. There's, there's no right in front know, of you to hold on to. Yeah, especially if you know. Oh, this is supposed to spin, and then all of a sudden it does. You're like, oh no, this is not good. Yeah, can you? But can you imagine being on that and going like just pointing down at a 45 degree angle? You're like, what in creation? You know, hang on to your kids. I mean, I guess I didn't hear of any any because it's a slow ride. And like, yeah, I didn't hear of any any injuries. The only one I heard injuries on was thank God it wasn't on the the um, the jungle cruise. There was no oh, injuries on okay. there. Thank God. Um, but just and and it's, it stinks that there were some injuries on the the um. I just lost it. 
the people mover. People mover. I there almost said Omnimover. I'm like, that's what this thing is. Uh, yes. So the people mover, there were some injuries, unfortunately, on that. But this one, no injuries. Well, it does go less than three miles. I mean, less than seven miles an hour. True. Um. So, yeah, just that one also, they do have the ability to, if you've ever been on it, it shuts down all the time. I mean, for it's the same reason as we were talking about with Jungle Cruise. There are guests with mobility issues. So getting on and off the Omnimover can be a problem for some guests. So they'll still sometimes stop that and whole ride to get and that happens on, on and off. on almost all of those Omnimovers, even the, the, the Little Mermaid one. I think even yeah, the Frozen even the one. With Nemo in front. Yeah, yep. that one. The, I think the Frozen one, too. It'll stop Frozen. right in front of Elsa. I don't think that. I think that one's more of a log float, mm. dude. Well, I heard that stops sometimes because some, there's some uh, videos online that uh, I think yeah, right I think they have the ability to, to stop to it. Stop Just like that. it's a small world, they can stop that too. Yeah, that one's not as I don't think that one's as um, as prone to it. But those yeah, omnivores because yeah. you have to walk onto a walking conveyor belt, yeah. and that's the big issue. So they have the ability to stop that thing on a dime and completely evacuate everybody. Yeah. and it's a fully enclosed ride, so. They can evacuate people into the backstage area and get them off and out of there really quick. Now, did you see on March 4th, right around 9 o'clock, there were two other rides that stopped at the same time? Yes. Flash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain Railway, or Railroad, which was in the same vicinity as Haunted Mansion. So there must have been some type of malfunction. Uh, Maybe it was, it could have been like a power failure uh, that could have stopped all three of these rides or something on all three of these rides. Uh, so it might have been something underground. Yeah. Maybe see, a, eat- something blue and like the Turner. I don't know. But it's the fact that all three of these within the same vicinity went down at 9 a.m. It's worrying that so many attractions have had issues. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, it all ha- all those happened on the 4th. So that was an isolated incident of three attractions going and down. And at the same the time. Floor. On the exact same, but you also have that. That's like if you put it all together, just broaden your horizon. That's five attractions that have had some kind of snafu within a couple between, weeks. Yeah, between February 27th and March 4th. And I mean, that's Haunted Mansion, within a week. Haunted Mansion is back up and running, but they were they were shut down all the way up to the weekend. Yeah, it, it doesn't say anything else about Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, which seems to mean that they were pretty much up and running right away. But um, for some reason, on a mansion, imagine either oh, one of those slamming yeah. into the back of another oh my ride vehicle. Gosh, I mean, Big the Thunder Mountain you can't you're, because it's set. Like Big Thunder Mountain, and if that thing, oh my gosh. that would that would put that would that would be a slam. It'd be destroyed. That would be but, a slam. See, that would that would make the word worthwhile to use. It wouldn't bump. It would slam. Oh my god! Yeah, that. Absolutely. Then, then the news outlets will be correct. However, <laughs> and it's and it's insane because usually when a ride goes down, they're quick. Uh, again, with yeah. the Jungle Cruise, the fact, it was only fact, it yeah, added 105 minutes to the wait time, but it, adding 105 minutes isn't as long as this. It didn't take 105 minutes. It just added 105 minutes of wait time with all the people yeah. trying to gain access to the ride. The boat um, had to. The boats half sank and got towed away. Within minutes, up, yeah. And they had the ride up and running in the same day. It literally all means were, it, all it is is get everybody off, tow it, and start the ride back up. Um, but Haunted Mansion was down from the fourth at around nine a.m. and did not come back up until the seventh. So that, that's, that's insane. Four yeah. days. 
of unknown. Is, and it says on 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 online four days of for unknown technical issues. Yeah, so, they they still haven't said exactly what happened. That the ride not spinning. That's just been hearsay. That's what that's what my ears have been been ringing about. Yeah. But then I had it's not confirmed. I haven't actually spoken to anybody who was on it when it malfunctioned. Or who knows somebody, or there's not been a press release from Disney himself. I would hope. I would <laughs> I hope not. I mean, there's there's talks that his head is frozen inside the castle. <laughs> there are talks of a lot of things, oh, but yeah, goodness. the company has not released a press issue. But I mean, imagine, oh, poor Bob. I mean, granted, Chapek just got the job. The whole park, <laughs> it's falling Bob apart Iger. around him. No, well, Chapek just just got oh, the job. Iger, oh yeah, Iger just stepped out. Yes, right. Um, but, Can you I imagine? Mean, he just got the job. He's like, well, I used to be in charge of the parks. Oh, wow. So, okay. Iger, you they're falling, they're falling out of apart. retirement now? I'm sorry, guys. I took the CEO. I didn't I didn't put someone in charge of the parks. Now they're uh, – Now whoops. they're – <laughs> um, But, I mean, granted, nobody got hurt. So, I mean, that's probably why there's not really a big issue going on about it. It was just yeah. down. It was a – it was a um, – inconvenience for people especially if if they were going to magic kingdom those days and, and they they couldn't ride it before they went home is a bummer yeah, i would be super but, sad that's yeah, that's a go-to that's it, a must absolutely. say attraction for me. It, it's like, a bummer but i mean it's it nobody was hurt uh it wasn't a obviously it was a big thing because it was down for four days but i mean just good thing that that nobody was hurt yeah yeah that that would really bum me out. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, for me, when I'm in Magic Kingdom, that is a must-do attraction. Now, the funny thing is, with and, and I'm sorry, I'm getting off topic a little bit, with the um, Haunted Mansion, when we were there, the last time we were there, it took me forever to find that ride. Because it's like off on its own. Just I mean, look for Rapunzel's bathroom, and it's right there, John. <laughs> but, like, I, because, you know, when you go at least twice, you kind of know your way around. And I'm like, okay, here's Tomorrowland. I know where this stuff is. I know where this is. And I'm like, every single time I go, I'm like, I can't find Haunted Mansion. I, I I'm going to give it. you a hint. I went John, on I, it. I found it eventually, I, but it took me a while. I am going to give you a tip on how to find the Haunted Mansion. So you, you pull this device out of your pocket. It's called a cellular phone. And on this cell phone, you have your My Disney Experience app. And it'll show you as a little little green dot on the map. And you can, oh, well, there's a Haunted Mansion. You can actually you can look at it. Like a park map in real time as you walk towards the mansion. Am I being condescending enough? No, but that's what I use <laughs> to find it. That's what I use to find it. But during the parks, and you know, I was using a specific game where you throw balls at monsters. Oh, yeah, the monsters so, in your pocket. Just possibly yeah, possibly. so I was, I was playing that game a oh, lot so of you're, the time. You're, playing, you're so, playing the game on the go. I was playing the game on the go. Yeah. Where you find I, I think, the pocket monsters go game. Yeah. So I was playing that game and I'm like, I can't find this place. So eventually is exactly what you said. I, t- I took out the app and I'm like, Oh, it's over here. I guess. Yeah. I got to say that app is, it's a godsend. There's a new oh, app yeah. coming out. Is there's there a new app. Um, it's um, Disney genie and actually genie himself. It's that's like your new, it's going to be your partner app. I'm not sure if they're completely getting rid of NDE or they're they're just it's it looks to me like it's a secondary app, but it'll actually looks like it's going to help based on your preferences, choose the best day for you and like oh wow suggest fast passes based on your preferences and like your favorite rides, your favorite attractions, what you like to do and what you've told the app you like. It's going to use like 
um, artificial intelligence to say, you would like this. This is the perfect itinerary for you. This fast pass, this fast pass, this fast pass, maybe here, maybe That's there. Cool. I, uh, if that comes out, I'm going to, my very next trip with it, I'm just going to maybe take a day in the Magic Kingdom and say, all right, Genie, three wishes are yours. Let's just do what you say. And maybe I'll have a little report back and say that'll be like about. a really cool thing to do. Like uh, one time, like maybe even like a challenge you yeah. to just go yeah. down and literally follow what Genie tells you to do. Yeah, the Genie challenge twenty whatever. Yeah, um, it's on. Is, it's a is date that a definite? It's a date. Oh yeah, the app is being built. Oh, okay, it's, it's coming. That's obviously going to be a future uh, episode. So stay tuned. All right. So since you you uh, you killed my segue, I'm sorry. Um, I'll go back to it just for you, John. Oh, thanks. Haunted Mansion is one of my go-to must-ride rides at Magic Kingdom. Mine, too. Absolutely. Is there another park that you would say you have a must-ride attraction, John? I mean, every single one of the parks is a must-ride. So let's let's focus on a park we don't talk about very often on this podcast. Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, yeah. What would, what would be your must-ride if you're in Animal Kingdom, you consider yourself to have failed you personally that you didn't go on this ride. Um, well, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I know what yours is going to be, and I'm pretty sure you know what mine is going to be. Or at I'm least sure you're going to be pair. you're going to be on the same page as every listener. Yeah, exactly. Forward. I'm pretty sure yours is the other choice uh, because there's two amazing attractions. Other ones are good, but there's two attractions that people flock to immediately. When going into this park, and my however, pick, oh, yeah. however, wait, but before you get there, not anymore. There is another one. There is. Well, since, there is since Pan- we went, everything in uh, everything Pandora. in Pandora. Yeah, I haven't now. been there. Just disclaimer, guys. I don't think either of us chose a ride from this from Pandora. We did not because, because we, we are. Well, yeah, I have. Oh, but we well. we are we are very nostalgic individuals here on the Disney Do Dot Podcast, <laughs> and and I haven't been on as much as we as much as we want to. As much as we want to ride the new fun stuff, our hearts go back to our childhood. So, John, you're a failure if you don't ride what? Expedition Everest. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. One of the so, best rides in Disney World. One of the best rides. I'm not going to say best. One of the best rides in Disney World, period. Yes, I love that ride. It's especially, especially, I just put an X in especially. Expresso? The, the, that's right. The Q, the, like, I guess I always mention that I always it's always worth mentioning to me when the when the ride queue is just as well themed as the ride itself in Expedition Everest does not disappoint. You are you start out in like a kind of a lodge where like almost like a hotel or like a waypoint in the in the mountains just outside of Everest. And it's like you're at like the front desk of it. It's it's so good. And then you go through like what's like a museum of Yeti. It oh, just the whole the whole thing is just like with artifacts and I I could I feel bad actually sometimes when the weight is slow on Expedition Everest and I just kind of breeze through that I actually find myself slowing down to enjoy the queue a little bit yeah and, and honestly and I hate myself for it I skipped this the last time we went. Because the you line was so oh. long, and nobody wanted to ride it with me because you know Kalen hates rides. Oh my god! And Johnny had to watch the kids, and the line was long. I couldn't 
I was like, oh my gosh, I want to go on this and I can't. John, I, John, yeah, John. I skipped it. Are you kidding me? I skipped it and I sat there staring at it while everybody else was going on the other rides. I'm like, I really wish I could go on this right now. I'm going to break your heart, John. I'm, I thought you knew. Expedition, because your exact plight is, I'm sure, the plight of many a dad or mom or any family member whose family just doesn't quite like the thrill rides the way we do. I thought you knew. I, I, I feel so bad. Expedition Everest, everybody, has a single rider line that because it's a three-seater roller coaster. Yeah. So when you get to a a party of two, there's a, actually a secondary line that single people go on. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> and it cuts out the queue, but it it's it's a lot faster and then for every two every party of two, they don't split up the next party of two and put like one in one seat, mm-hmm. one in the other. They'll take a single rider and plop them in the third seat. So single riders just kind of churn through that line really quick. So if you ever want to get on Expedition Everest, you're, you know, your family members are sniffing on there. They don't want to get on there. Please take advantage of that single rider line. You can get on there in record time. And I, yeah. I failed, John. I'm sorry. Well, no, but I mean, true. But I'm also one of those people that likes to go on a ride with somebody who's going on the ride that you know because it's kind of uh-huh. that um, social aspect. Like, I mean, granted, I have done it before. It's not my favorite to go on with somebody that I don't know because I like to be able to look over at the person and know that I'm like having a good time with that person. We get off and be like, Oh my God, that was awesome. But I mean, it, it, I know my son, once he's tall enough, uh, will definitely want to go on it. So the next time we go, he'll be tall enough to go on it and won't be an issue, but it's just, I'll be your, I'll be your single rider. rider. (laughs) Um, so, so that's the issue with that with me personally. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite part of that ride? I, I mean, the whole thing, like, it's 44 inches tall. It's it's a very, very tall ride. At least one of the tallest, if not the tallest um, ride. I mean, Yeti or not, here he comes. It's, it's, there's a Yeti in there. <laughs> oh, you're you're silly. Uh, I, I it's just a really cool aspect, and the fact that they added it in because of the fa- of where it is in mm-hmm. in the world, because they have... In the park, yep. It, well, they have different... Um, continents so i mean it's just for for a roller coaster ride it's one of the coolest it has that the animatronics inside it has a roller coaster it has like everything you could want in a ride yeah it, it has hair ties what oh yeah it would you, you might have blocked it out when you get to the very top of the ride it starts to go backwards i don't know why and maybe every maybe our listeners can clue me in it has become a thing that People with long hair, I was about to I was about to gender specify, but I shouldn't. People with long hair who have hair ties take off their hair ties right at the very pinnacle of the ride, at the top tallest point when you're about to go backwards and you're at the peak of the mountain, and they kind of toss their hair ties onto the snowy peak of the mountain. There are literally thousands of hair ties of all colors just littering the top. It's like a, it's a rainbow of hair ties, and I don't know why. <laughs> nobody I've ever talked to knows why, and nobody I've ever talked to with long hair has has Said has owned it. up to, has owned up to doing it. But I, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of hair ties up there, so I guarantee someone I've talked to has done it. Yeah, so if you know, know, guys, let me know if you've done that. 
Tell me why. Why do you throw your hair tie up there? I got to know. And also, um, if you're going on the ride and you happen to be one of those people who has no issue taking out their cell phone on a roller coaster, take a picture of it. Oh, no, there's tons. You, you Google that. No, no, yeah. Right but talk yeah. about it. If you see it, talk about it. And tell me yeah, if you, you did it. Tell us if you did it. If you don't know what we're talking about, pause the podcast, Google extras neighbors hair ties, and there's <laughs> there's pictures everywhere. Uh, I would have to say my favorite ride in Animal Kingdom that I have to go on is Kilimanjaro Safaris. Yep. I had a feeling that was yours, and I did go on that the last time we went. Yes. I, I we all did. I, I, yeah, I must. It's... It's a perfect, just slow, nice, fun ride. They you used to have a cool story about poachers and a dead baby elephant, but they've gotten rid of that. Thankfully, it's traumatizing. But now it's just kind of a nice, slow jaunt through the continent of Africa, and I love it. Uh, depending on time of day you go, personally, I like to go towards dusk. The animals just, like, towards the end of the day when the sun starts going down, the animals actually seem to be a little bit more more active you can actually you can usually catch like a lion roaring around that time um i've been lucky i was lucky enough the last time i went on that ride to see some little baby giraffes that were very recently born kind of ambling around the the savannah so yeah and i don't think i've ever had a bad ride how do you have a bad ride i mean yeah you may not see your favorite animal the hippos maybe underwater or something but i mean you're literally driving through this beautiful landscape yeah like a beautiful landscape of africa with these these gorgeous majestic creatures like how do you even if your favorite even if you don't see a lion like how do you have a bad ride even if it's raining how do you have a bad ride you at least see something yeah something's gonna be happening it's gonna be different every time too that's why i love it It's, it's always different if there's an animal in front of you well my friend you are hanging out until that animal decides to mosey along. It could turn a nice four or five minute ride into a 10 minute ride. But that see that it, uh, that's most of the time ride slowdowns annoy the, the, the good golly out of me. But that one, well, I guess I'm just going to enjoy some more wonderful animals walking around. It, 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 doesn't make it, it doesn't make it worse. No. It only makes it better. I mean, unless, right, a, so. unless a giraffe is licking your face. Yeah, that's kind of gross. Uh, but but I mean, if you're not the person who's licking and you're taking a picture, then it's great. Even if you are getting licked, I by, guess. By a giraffe. Like, yeah, it's your story now. You have it. You, I've not been licked in the face by a giraffe. Me either. I would. I would have that story then. True. It would be a good day. True. All right. So you're in Animal Kingdom. You know, days running short. Even if it's not. Are you? You can go just guarantee. You can. You can just guarantee. I am not going here. I'm not going on this one. There's a pretty good chance I'm just going to skip this completely. Unless, I, I don't know, everybody's waiting for Runaway Railway and the rides are all short, then I'll maybe go here. But what's one that you're just going to skip? Just now, in, in the back of your head, you're just not going to go. Now, there's a whole area that I'm skipping the completely. The whole section of the park? Completely, completely. Oh, my goodness. Dinoland USA. I, was, nope. I thought you were going to skip I was waiting for you to be like, Pandora! Well, no, I haven't been there yet, and I love that car. Why would I? I love that movie. Oh, Africa! I don't want to see Simba. No! Well, I mean, that that's that's an old show. They need to update that. But I swear, that's I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you. Above and beyond. I, I love that Festival show. Festival of the Lion it's, King? It's the same. Oh, don't mess but with me. Dinoland USA, I skip that every single time. I don't think I've been on any of the attractions there. Even Dinosaur. Oh. 
Okay. Oh man. See, I vaguely remember us going on dinosaur together. In I don't remember in in high school, but it's forgettable. Um, Obviously, why I don't remember. Okay, I would actually have to mirror you on that one, and my I wouldn't say I'd skip the entire section. However, on a hot, hot summer's day, no place in that park is hotter than Dino Land USA. There is no coverage and you're basically standing on a blacktop surrounded by i'm sorry guys but let's be let's face it carnival rides but there's because because it's carnival rides and it's not themed as well as my opinion as asia or africa or even pandora there's not a lot of not a lot of cover i remember i walked i waited to see see goofy with my daughter was it goofy i think it was donald yeah, that was literally the only reason I walked into it was for a meet and greet with. I think it was Goofy, Goofy and Donald when I was there. Mine was yeah. Goofy and Pluto, but that was literally the only reason I walked in there. So, so yeah, I remember walking from with that across Dino Land USA at a diagonal to continue our path through the park up towards um, the the Nemo musical and to make our oh, way to Oh my Asia. gosh! Don't even get me started on that. That's the third. <laughs> that's the third one so, I'm going. <laughs> So we were headed that way, and it just struck me that I was sweating profusely just because – and then I looked around. There was no – there was nary a tree, and I, I was – I looked – I'm standing in a sea of blacktop with the sun literally just cooking us, and I'm not sure if I was in the minority, but no one seemed to care or notice. I felt like a like an alien, but – Back on track, if there was a ride that I wouldn't go on, it's Primeval Whirl, also in Dinoland USA. And I'm going to tell you why. It's if Raise your hand here, guys, if you've ever been on a crazy mouse type of roller coaster. I'm sure everyone has raised their hand. You've all been to a carnival or a theme park at some point in your life. That's it. You've <laughs> been on Primeval Whirl. Congratulations. Just close your eyes next time you're on the crazy mouse and picture two-dimensional dinosaur posters just sitting on i mean it's just whiplash the ride i'm sorry it it maybe i'm an old man now i don't know but it just it jars you around i've never liked crazy mouse roller coasters maybe that's the problem but it just it's just jarring and it it's not so much fun it's i felt i feel like i'm in you know the carnival of my like hometown park where they just erected this crazy mouse and it just doesn't i don't know it doesn't do it for me there's so many other well-themed disney rides for me to get on a a crazy mouse ride also to continue my disdain for the magic carpets of aladdin right right next to the uh, primeval world is my my second ride that i'd probably not go on triceratops spin which is a dumbo ride which is dumbo Exactly, or if John, and, you know, for just to appease John, it's just a reskin of the the wonderful ride that is the Magic Carpets of Aladdin. Absolutely. So I mean, Dumbo's are knocked I off mean, of that, of course. You should have went on that because the heat was intense. We're not doing this again. We John. are. <laughs> we just did. no, no, we're not doing this again. It's barbaric. But hey, it's home. It's home. 
can't believe I just did that. Um, it's your fault. Yeah, so those are the, I guess I would choose those two, which are pretty much the only two attractions in Dinoland. So, John, I'm there with you. Dinoland. I'm yeah, skipping. like, and, and what you said is exactly <laughs> hitting the nail on the head. It, it is a, I, I'm pretty sure that was their intention, is to make it kind of like a carnival, because they have yeah, the carnival it, games. They have the carnival It's entirely ride. on purpose. It, it's it's just, made for younger kids. This is smart. Yeah, it's made for younger kids. Absolutely. The ride dinosaur, though, I'll still go on it. I don't know why. I um, I like it. It's cheesy. It's basically if a little bit of a little um, trivia for everybody. It is the exact same uh, ride layout of the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland, California. However, just it's not as well themed, and there's a lot of just parts where it's all black. I think that's where it misses <laughs> the mark because you're like, oh, there's a lot of dinosaurs here, and then you kind of zoom through darkness to get to the next scene of dinosaurs. So I think that is where they kind of lose the audience. Yeah. Um, also, another fun trivia about that ride is as you're about to get on the ride vehicle, if you look up, there are pipes that are red, yellow, and white. That ride, when it first opened, was sponsored, I believe, by McDonald's. Oh, and wow. Those, That's cool. Those three pipes of varying colors have chemical formulas on them. They look like they're like weird I don't know, sciencey chemicals that are going to be helping you on your time travel. If you actually look them up, they are the chemical formula for ketchup, mustard, and mayonnaise huh. in the red, yellow, and white pipes, respectively. That's really cool. Uh, that, that is I know, cool, that, That's a fun little, not a hidden Mickey, but a little Easter egg to like the original sponsor of the ride when yeah. I think it was like racing. And there was a McDonald's in there, wasn't there at the time? I think there was. I'm not sure, but there I might have been a McDonald's in there. I'm not sure. I don't think it was in there, but I no, do No, no, believe... not in the ride, but I think there was one in Dino Land. I don't think McDonald's has ever been... I don't know. Guys, let us know. Was McDonald's ever in the park? If I remember correctly. But I do remember when Dinosaur the movie came out, there was a huge tie-in with McDonald's. Like, all of the toys and the in the, man, in the the manpower of the whole marketing machine was, was working real hard at McDonald's yeah. with the, that Disney movie. Um, I think the reason that ride also is not a huge fan favorite is that movie is not a huge fan favorite. No, so I don't think I've ever seen it. So our one ride that we would not do in Animal Kingdom just extended to three. So yeah, the whole park or the whole section. Guys, I I would still ride it. I'd still ride Dinosaur. Let me know if you're there. I'll I mean, on. if I was um, in a group of people, I would probably ride it too. But I'd stay clear of everything else. You could just go to your also, hometown carnival you, for the rest. Yeah, it'll also hurt you. That's it. it. It bounces you around good right before they, the dinosaur eats you alive. Um, oh, spoiler you got anything alert. else? <laughs> you don't die. All right. Well, you don't die in the uh, test track either when you hit the wall. Also, a single rider line, guys. Test track, <laughs> single rider. Um, if you're if you're solo with a bunch of people that don't like rides, you're in Epcot. Single rider line, go for it. Let me tell you, I breezed right through. Like well, this, the last time I was there. That was one of my favorite single rider line experiences. It was like a 40 minute ride and I was on and off that thing in less than 15. Yeah. Fantastic. And plus I got a wonderful picture on my, um, memory maker of myself and a nice father and son who I don't know at all, who looked very, very enthused that I was there with them. I got my thumbs up though. So they will always forever. If they haven't deleted the picture, remember me <laughs> as that weird guy who tried to make conversation on Test Track. Um, now, there's nothing else I really wanted to go over about the the stuff we discussed. However, 
Uh, if you there do, is one thing you want to talk about, isn't there? Absolutely. Uh, if you remember a few episodes back when we hit 100 likes, we decided that we were going to do a contest. Now, obviously, some of you are probably microphone shy, so we only got a couple requests to be part of that. So instead of doing a contest to choose, we're actually going to highlight both of these people. Yeah, um, we're just going to reward them both. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so uh, next week – or next podcast we are going to invite uh joe um and then the episode after that we are going to invite uh ben who actually both of them we grew up with in high school um so joe's actually yeah joe's actually got himself a uh, walt disney world vacation coming up in october as well so we mm -hmm. uh also look forward to hearing from him when he gets home this coming fall yep so he'll, he'll have a fresh take on not so scary Halloween party from 2020. He's got a, you know, he's got a lot of things on his plate that he wants to definitely accomplish while he's there. So we'll we'll touch base with him as well when when he gets home. But we'll, you know, we'll we'll kind of warm him up to the whole podcasting world with his so, with his debut performance uh, next episode. Yes. So uh, what he what we're going to be talking about with Joe um, is he wants to talk mostly about the hotels that are part of Disney and also not part of Disney. Uh, but on Disney property. So the Swan, the Dolphin, the Shades of Green, also the uh, the stereotypical Disney hotels uh, as well. So we're going to be focusing more um, on the resort on side. The resort sides. Um, so the way it's going to work is we're going to have our normal uh, conversation, just me and Brad, about what our normal discussion is. And then our fun topic will be with Joe, where we're uh, speaking on that. Um, and the, the episode after that will be a normal episode up until that point and then we'll be talking about um elegant dining uh with ben um so that'll be a really fun uh tidbit on there so again if you are going on vacation to disney uh if you are interested in just being featured in an episode uh about something that you're very passionate about or you like absolutely shoot us a message shoot us an email brad will give you the email and the message information right here at the end but we'd absolutely love to talk with you and absolutely. On, a, on, a, on an upcoming episode but congratulations to joe and ben uh the two uh who reached out to us interested in speaking with us so they're, they're our first two guests on the episodes all right well, I got nothing else, so that's about it for today's episode. Disney Doodah Podcast is a podcast by Brad and John Meitzel. And feel free to let us know uh, what is your least favorite attraction at Disney's Animal Kingdom. And also, more importantly, what is your favorite must-do attraction? Let us know. Uh, drop us a line on, on Anchor or on, on Facebook even by email we could read them out if you guys let us want to want us to it's not a problem we love to hear from you guys or if you have your own idea like john said about what we should discuss you want to hop in here with us no problem for the merrier let us know send us an email to disneydoodahpod at gmail.com or head on over to facebook facebook.com slash um episode is brought to you by of course me brad at wicked mouse travel if you'd like to start planning your next uh walt disney getaway like joe is drop us a line brad at wickedmousetravel.com and i can get you started up real good that's about it thanks so much for listening and we'll see you real soon <laughs>